Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Adam Gula. He is the business development manager at Brilliant, a professional services consulting firm with clients across the nation, including Fortune 500 companies, as well as state, local, and federal government agencies. Adam has built and led new business lines and divisions from the ground up. His career highlights include generating over $31 million in revenue and maintaining 111.11111% average year-over-year uh, revenue growth. In addition to his day job and side hustles, Adam is a writer who pens a bit of everything, including fiction, poetry, screenplays, and nonfiction. Adam is focused on continuous growth, improvement, and making a difference. Adam, thanks for being on the show. How are you? Thank you so much, Sean. Really appreciate being here. And I'm doing well. Looking forward to the holidays and also just trying to keep up with everything that the holidays bring. <laughs> yes. And for the backdrop for a lot, for a lot of people, um, we actually, our families know each other since we were, oh my gosh, uh, grade school, elementary school, which has yeah. been really funny. Uh, your mom was my mom and my grandmother's hairstylist for for years. Yep. <laughs> and when I say years, like decades. So well, I'm not gonna say that because your mom's not that old. So she's not old. So sorry, sorry, Tammy. Um, but you know, it, it's kind of interesting, because I always got my haircut. And she would always talk about um, you and your brothers. Mm -hmm. And um, she always talked about um, your writing skills. And I actually read some of it. And I was I was floored. And so when you know, the listeners hear this of like, oh, biz dev, you know, person, but has a writing background. So my first question kind of going into this, and I know you got a good story behind this is, you know, why did you start in business development when your passions were in writing? And my kind of follow up to that too is, you know, are there any parallels that you have seen with business, business development and writing? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. I think those are excellent questions. And I think it's a bit of an unconventional path which I think makes this a really interesting question. And it's been a little bit unconventional for me too. And uh, there is a story behind it. There are parallels with writing and business development and business in general that I think are um, really helpful for people to be aware of and be mindful of, especially all my fellow English majors out there. Um, but I think the story really begins during my time uh, many years ago in college. So I went to Ball State University I majored in creative writing. I minored in marketing and film. But, you know, writing was was a main passion and interest of mine. But I knew when it came time to when I was going to graduate and needed to make a living, it was going to be really difficult to just just write and even make a living. Like I, I knew that. And um, ever since I was young, I've always worked all different kinds of jobs and even kind of did my own things, whether it was going door to door and seeing if I could shovel people's drives for, you know, like 20 bucks, like that has always been a part of my life. So I was driven um, to have a day job to support me while I continued writing as, as a passion. And so that was an interest of mine, but I was really interested in figuring out what is the kind of job that could blend what I learned in writing and apply that in a way that adds value? And I, I was drawn to marketing because marketing felt like the application of everything that I learned uh, through writing in a business context. So with that as my focus, I actually uh, was able to get on a business to business sales internship during my time in school uh, in Muncie. And so what it was, was these um, 
it, these student targeted coupon books with advertisements and promotions and then that local businesses uh, would include there. And I actually used it a lot as a student. And that felt like a product I could stand behind. And so it was a business to business sales internship, working with business owners in the local area to create ads to draw students into their businesses. And it created joint value, created value for students getting, you know, additional deals. And it created value for business owners bringing more student traffic in there. And so this was door to door, business to business sales, cold walking into businesses, um, trying to meet with owners on the spot, off the cuff, and uh, make that work. So you can imagine it was extremely difficult. And you know, I talk about rejection. Um, th- there's nothing more uh, humbling than face to face rejection over and over and over again until you finally get one of the most satisfying things, which is you make some progress at the headway. And so, what was interesting about this to me was. You know, my focus was writing, but I went on a limb and really went outside of my comfort zone, way outside my comfort zone and dabbled in sales and marketing uh, face to face. And I found that, you know, there were a lot of elements that I liked about it and it, it started to click and I started to have a, a passion and kind of got a foothold in it and built momentum in that with that internship And then I did another immersive marketing internship with a health campus in Muncie that continued that. So when the time came after school for me to find my first job, I was really interested in sales and marketing based on those experiences. And, you know, I sent out many resumes and I really wasn't getting anywhere. And um, I took some of the lessons I learned from business to business sales and just the importance of when possible to meet face to face. And I attended an American Marketing Association uh, networking session in Indianapolis. And I went face-to-face and connected with everybody uh, there. And one thing led to another, long story short, through that, I was able to get an entry-level position at a local company where I was able to work under under the leadership of the company and our consultant to build a new business development division from the ground up. And I learned a lot. It clicked. I mean, I dove in headfirst. Again, I got pushed way past my comfort zone. Um, but writing applied in all of those experiences. Uh, but the the main thing that I wanted to get across first was um, I think a lot of times we box ourselves in and let others box us in. Like, for example, you might think, oh, I'm just, you know, we might tell ourselves, oh, I'm just a sales guy or, oh, I'm just an operations guy or, oh, I'm just a writer. And we box ourselves in and don't allow ourselves that self-discovery that I think is really important. So I, I just think there's a lot of value professionally, personally, as a human being, um, giving yourself license and permission to explore anything and everything under the sun that you think you have a little bit of interest in, or even if you just want to try. And I think really continuing to push outside your comfort zone and going on that path of self-discovery allows you to find interests that you maybe didn't even know you had and things that click that you didn't know you had a capability for. And they all build on each other. So writing back to the parallels with writing and business development, I feel like me pursuing writing builds on business development. And where writing applies in business development is, I think, from a storytelling perspective. When uh, so you know, I feel I feel like business development is really a blend of sales and marketing, 
And uh, one of the most important aspects of that is being able to tell the story of your brand. And some of the stories I've always found the most interesting when it comes to business are the stories of how the company was founded and what was the founder's journey in building that company from where it was and where is it going. And um, just being able to communicate that through your brand, but also too, uh, you're telling a story with your products and services you are providing for clients in the sense of what's the value those services are providing for clients. You're telling that story of what you've done for clients before, what you're doing for clients now, what you're going to continue to be doing for clients. And it's really important to be able to communicate the value that you're bringing to the table to be able to share your company story, your personal story, because at the end of the day, we all connect around stories. And that's something that writing is completely based off of. So, uh, you know, I'll stop. I'll stop there. And uh, if you had any follow up. <laughs> well, that's good. Here. No, it's uh, that's really, really good. And you hit on some really good nuggets there without being boxed in, going out of your comfort zone, um, connecting with stories. I feel like there's um, a big movement right now, especially with storytelling, that we're getting back to less automated, less technical, and going back to the human elements, um, which is always going to be like humans are going to connect with humans. And you yeah. already kind of hit on um, my second question. So we're going to it was the passion for writing, you know, how's it fosters strong sales relationships. And you've already um, talked about that with, you know, the founders of, you know, the founder's journey, you said it's perfectly and also telling the value. So I'm going to move to the next question here. And it is, you know, what are some lessons you've learned this year? Obviously it's 2020 um, with sales in the public sector. And if you can kind of intertwine also, um, kind of the value propositions in the founder's journey and, and, and other nuances that you've learned in writing and biz dev this year that has, that has helped or, or have you seen that um, from other companies that they probably should have done better? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, again, we, I work for Brilliant. We do a lot of work in the public sector for state, local and federal government agencies. And that's a little, it's a little bit different than the private sector in terms of the process that you go through and the cycles that you go through. But they're, I think, fundamentally in terms of business development, in terms of providing value and services for customers, the, the fundamentals still remain the same uh, across all different businesses. And so uh, 2020 has definitely impacted all businesses, us included. Um, government agencies have been impacted. Agencies have been, uh, you know, budgets have been cut and they're having to shift to different projects and different priorities. But I think um, one of the number one lessons that I've learned is just continuing to be flexible, nimble and adapt as an organization. So we've had plenty of customers that we were doing on-site training, for example, and obviously COVID has come in and we're practicing social distancing and taking that very seriously. Um, to continue to provide value for customers, we were able to convert a lot of the on-site training into online deliveries. So still being able to maintain those services for clients, but just in a different format, in a way that really works for them. And I think with that is uh, being able to pivot in times of change. And I mean, I think we're seeing that at a rapid scale right now. But um, for us, we've had to pivot. We've had some different uh, projects that, that the funding has just been cut and, and states have understandably have had to pause these projects or totally cancel them. 
Uh, but what we continue to see is when one door closes, another door opens and being able to be mindful of those changes, uh, how they're affecting your customers and really thinking about, okay, my customers' needs are changing, their circumstances are changing. Can I change my services to account for those changing needs for them? And you might have to go really outside the comfort zone and outside of the box to make that happen. Like, for example, we have started to uh, provide services in additional areas through uh, support and help by engaging with subject matter experts, for example, in the behavioral health field. So we've got, you know, before we had not necessarily had a clinical psychologist on staff or helping us, but we were able to secure some subject matter experts in that field to combine with our main delivery offering to then uh, provide additional support for agencies and blend the, the best of both worlds. So um, I use that as an example of just being able to pivot and maybe even create a new service offering with the help of a partner or somebody else or being able to change in those ways and respond in those ways uh, to add value for your clients. And at the end of the day, it's it's really just paying attention to your clients' needs and really listening to them. And, and everything is about delivering a great customer experience and exceptional customer service and making a difference for them and their customers and everybody that's impacted by that down the line. And, and just being able to pivot in those times of, of change, I think, has been critical in uh, 2020. So those are some key high-level things that, that I've noticed. I like it. I like the, I like the high level, but there's some, there's some offering in detail too of um, looking beyond your customers, but looking at your customers' customers that are being impacted. So, you know, no more grilling questions here. Kind of want to, you know, go into more of an offline background if you want to kind of talk about any successes, pivots, anything that you kind of want to mention that probably be little nuggets of information um, for for listeners out there that are either in the public or private sectors um, that you, you just you just kind of want to share um, from from your experiences. Yeah, yeah. So being in business development in sales and marketing, I'm constantly reminded. You know, I had a college professor. Uh, you know, at Ball State that had had said business is is numbers and relationships. And yes, numbers are important, but I'm continuously reminded of the importance of relationships and that those are built on mutual understanding, empathy, respect, honesty, just building genuine relationships is that becomes marketing in of itself because if people know that, hey, you know, I, I can count on Adam or whoever they're dealing with and um, I, I can count on them to really pay attention to what I'm looking for, and what I need. I mean, that's that's some of the that's some of the best brand building and marketing in of itself because they're dealing with somebody they trust. They, they're dealing with a company they trust and they can count on um, to be able to meet their needs, or if they're not the right fit, they can help them find the the vendor, or the solution that is the right fit. So just time and time again, especially during 2020, when everybody is impacted in many different ways, and we're all in this together, I'm just constantly reminded of the importance that, uh, you know, people do business with people. Uh, that was another thing that I learned from, uh, my mentor at, uh, the company I worked for before Fineline Printing Group, just the, the importance of relationships, um, it's just so important and it's marketing in of itself. Um, and I just think to continue to stay in front of clients and, and it's a matter of listening. It's a matter of engaging in a dialogue and a discussion and trying to uncover 
where they're at in the market, what, what are their pain points, what are they experiencing, and uh, trying to calibrate uh, if you have services that can add value, trying to show where you can add that value and just having transparent discussions. Um, and like like I said before, I know everybody has been impacted during these challenging times. I just, just reiterate the importance of uh, keeping an eye on the market and really being creative with your service offerings and, and the things that you're doing. There are opportunities to grow in different areas than you've thought of um, before. And be comfortable with being uncomfortable and exploring those and just continue to be open-minded. I think that has, that has helped me uh, engage in some su successful projects we hadn't done before was being able to branch out and, and partner, be open to partnering with other vendors. If you have a gap uh, in, in subject matter expertise or, or so on and so forth, don't be afraid to look for help with partners who can help add value and you can leverage the best of both worlds. So those are, I think, some key insights that have really, I've found a lot of value in, uh, in 2020. I like it, Adam. It, it hits it on the head with, um, you know, the best, you know, brand building and marketing is, you know, helping the customer. And I mean, you named, named off a myriad of things of mutual understanding, you know, honesty, trust, um, which I mean, which are huge. And I think that a lot of people mis misconstrued, you know, marketing as fluffy design. Um, it's, it's not living in which it is. And then they also confuse sales with, you know, why is this person hounding me rather than an actual relationship? Yeah. Um, you, you do business with people, you do business with people that you like. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think more so you notice in, I mean, the B2B world is that more brands are pushing more emotion. They're being more, um, authentic. They're breaking out of this like stodgy, um, button down shirt, you know, or, you know, pencil skirt, if you want to be a woman, that kind of stuff. It's just one of those things that it was like the generic, like, this is how you should dress up kind of thing. So, you know, thanks for kind of, you kind of pointed that out in the sense of, you know, being different. Um, so this part of the episode is about you, Adam, um, in the sense of, you know, why do you do what you do? Why do you get up in the morning? And what's kind of the first thing that comes to mind, um, of why, why business development with, um, almost a, 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 it's business development with a marketing passion behind, driven behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, this is really personally important to me, uh, my work with brilliant and what I've done so far. And I'm really grateful to be able to do the kind of work that I'm doing because the projects that we are working on with government agencies, it's for social services. It's for health and human services. It's for example, Medicaid, Medicare. We do work in health information technology. All these different programs are supporting some of the most vulnerable parts of our population. I mean, for example, opioid, the opioid uh, issues that are going on. I mean, we, we are helping in so many different areas uh, improve the lives of and impact the lives of people that most need our support. And to be able to get up every day and even just have a small impact on that, uh, hopefully being able to improve uh, the value that's being provided uh, for those people in need. That is incredibly important to me. And I, I, that is personally important to me. And I'm very happy and grateful that the business development and marketing work that I can do can help support that. And it goes back to, yeah, you know, I just have a personal commitment, just trying to to make a difference in the world if I can, where I can. And I'm grateful that my main job allows me to do that. So that makes it really easy for me to get up 
and you know hit the ground running and try to do the best I can. Um, it's just it's very fulfilling to know that the impact that I'm helping make helps make a difference in the lives of those that most need our support. So really grateful for that. There's a personal fulfillment though too, just preferred personal and professional growth. I love pushing past my comfort zone in all ways in life, not just business development. And this is just one of the ways that I'm able to grow um, so much, just stepping outside my comfort zone and continuing to look for those opportunities to do that. So there is a personal and professional passion behind that as well, that both feed off of each other and, and fulfill it. So those things make it easy to, to do the main pursuit. I like that. You've mentioned it several times of getting out of your comfort zone. So my next question is, is it more about your hobby? Um, with, I mean, obviously you say writing, um, but can you kind of, kind of talk more about even with you're trying to, in your mastery and your passion for writing and that kind of stuff, how has business development helped you get out of your comfort zone, even with your hobby? And I mean, what are, what are other hobbies do you have too, besides writing? Yeah, yeah. I, I have many hobbies. And like I mentioned before, I'm interested in my life for the rest of my life, pushing the limits on everything, trying, you know, anything and everything that I'm interested in and seeing where it all, where it all can go. So, you know, I've got a passion in writing. Uh, for the longest time, I was involved with martial arts. I haven't been as much just because of life. I have a passion for that, and I'm hoping I can get back into that. Um, I have a, I'm a car enthusiast as well. I, I'm you know, and I live right by uh, the motor speedway. I, I would maybe be interested in dabbling and in, in maybe a little bit of racing if it makes sense as well. I mean, it, I, I want to push the limits as much as I can. Um, but business development has fed a lot of other hobbies and passions, and I, I it's vice versa, too. And just from the sense of one of the things that I've really appreciated with my experience in business development is it really got me comfortable with being uncomfortable in ways that nothing else has. Nothing else has, um, you know, required me to necessarily go door to door, business to business, cold walk into businesses and connect with owners on the spot or go to conferences where I've been to conferences when I first started where I was the youngest by far and didn't know anything at all about the industry and had to learn as I went and, uh, and it happened. And being able to be comfortable with being uncomfortable um, was one of the greatest things I think that was developed from business development and being able to build the airplane as you're flying it, so to speak, not just with business development, but with anything that you're doing. Um, you don't have to have every last thing of everything you're doing figured out. And in fact, you're probably not going to. And so there's a comfort level of, of putting a plan together and that's great, but also moving forward and knowing 99% of what you plan for is going to change and you have to adapt and overcome. And that's part of the fun of the journey, I think, is the spontaneity and the serendipity of some of the things that come up out of that. So um, also uh, creativity has been forged, additional creativity. Um, you'll have to come up with creative solutions for clients. And it's helped me to think outside the box in different ways for some of the different hobbies and uh, just consistency as well. The, with business development and sales and marketing, you have to be consistent. You have to show up. You have to keep going at it. And that just reinforces that with anything else that you try. So those are, I think, some key ways that those kind of feed off each other. And like I said, likewise, the other hobbies uh, feed into business development as well.
I like it. So, so what do you do health wise? Yeah. I mean, you've kind of hinted on hit on some things with martial arts and a few other things and, and you have a great mindset when you kind of have gone into things, but if you want to kind of talk to, I mean, generally health, or if you want to talk, you know, what you kind of do, like it could be even mental, physical, whatever, you know, if you yeah. want to share that with the listeners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm definitely trying to do a better job. I'm not doing as good as I as I can or should be, but I'm I'm trying to make efforts. And every year I, I make a list of all different kinds of goals that I try to hold myself accountable and track. And health is always one of those. Um, one thing I have been doing lately that I think has been really helpful is sometimes with the day, you know, I've got a son, he's he's two years old, I've got a family, I've got a job and things I'm doing on the side and, and trying to just keep everything balanced and consistent is really difficult, at least for me right now. Um, and one of those things is just eating right consistently, trying to do that for as many meals as you can. And that's just difficult for me personally right now. One way I've been able to fill that gap is I have been uh, taking raw organic greens, fruits, um, different supplements with things that I'm maybe not necessarily get a full amount uh, in my diet and, you know, whole food, organic certified, best quality uh, supplements I can get in terms of powder or whatever. And um, I try to make that into a raw organic health food smoothie at the very beginning of my morning, you know, like uh, chia, all different kinds of seeds, all kinds of healthy organic greens, all of that stuff blended in one health smoothie in the morning to try to get as much nutrients, much daily nutrients as I can uh, in the morning when it's easy. I find that's a lot easier for me to maintain consistency uh, than trying to, you know, try to cook a meal every single time. I try to bulk prep meals when I can as well, bulk prep healthy meals. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, exercise, uh, I haven't been as consistent as I would like to be, but what, one of the things I'm trying to do is start small and keep it consistent. Um, so there is a there is an app. Um, I think it's from Johnson and Johnson. Um, it's uh, high intensity interval training, and I think it was designed for co corporate people. Uh, it's like a smart seven minute uh, workout, and uh, it's an app you can download. There's a million others, but it's a high intensity interval training uh, that you're supposed to get a pretty good workout within seven minutes. The idea is you go all out and you get as much or a good percentage of the daily recommended exercise levels that you can in that setting. Um, again, it's probably not as good as a 30 minute workout, but I'm finding small little hacks like that to build the consistency and then starting to scale that as you get more consistent. Okay. Now maybe I can upgrade to uh, more exercise levels. You know, I have weights as well. I try to work out when I can. Uh, I also use habit trackers. Um, some different, I've tried some different ones to try to keep me consistent. And I find checking those in daily um, helps promote the consistency. And I know we're seeing a lot of trending with, you know, mindfulness and meditation. I try to stay consistent with that as much as I can. There is, there is a really cool tool that I use. Um, it's called the shift S H I F T. It's a it's a mindfulness um, meditation necklace. And so what it is, it's kind of like a straw looking pendant a little bit, and it helps focus your breathing. And so you do this for an extended period of time, and it's just supposed to help you in the meditating process and help you perfect the breathing because it's not necessarily as simple as one would think. And it, and it actually, it does have an effect when you're doing it for the recommended amount of time and the recommended breaths. 
I find it slowing my system down. I actually track my heart rate when I do it to see what difference it's making. And I find that has, that's made it a lot easier for me to uh, be consistent with meditation and mindfulness. And uh, I'm always trying to be as present as I can in the present moment. I find that to be an important lesson um, this year as well. Um, Yeah, I'm not always perfect at it, but when I'm present in the moment, I find uh, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm I'm making the most out of that moment right now. So that's something else that I've been using as well. I like it. A lot of a lot of different hacks. Like it, Adam. Adam, you know, thanks for being on this episode. You know, talking about um, business development and writing and the kind of the combinations between um, your backstory of how you got into business development, where you are with uh, Brilliant, and what great work you're doing there. And a lot of your passions of kind of what you're, why you do what you do for work, you know, a lot of your hobbies and, and what you're constantly working at and constantly dabbling in and, and kind of uh, being a kind of a renaissance man of kind of figuring things out, as well as, you know, what are the, some of the quick hacks and what you do, you know, as for health. So I think a lot of listeners will really appreciate kind of going through and even from a different perspective of kind of being out of your comfort zone of being comfortable with being, you know, uncomfortable. So Adam, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much, Sean. Really appreciate it. And to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap.